We're a unique podcast for families of faith. Produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am Pastor Brad, here with my co-host, Robert Beeson. Hi, Brad. Good to have you here, Robert. It's good to be here, Brad. Season three, we're uh, marching through season three. Yes, we are. Yeah. And I am really excited about our guest. I am too. I'm I'm excited too, mostly because I want to know things about you that I don't already know. (laughs) Well. Like stories, dirt, any kind of information that I otherwise can use against you. And why do you think this person would know that? Because you two. Uh, share the responsibility of hosting Solo Parent Society, the podcast. This is true. So we're talking about Kimberly Mitchell. Woo-hoo! She's in the studio <laughs> with us today. Yay! Welcome, Kimberly. Hey, Kim. This is fun, but you guys are like both looking at me. I feel kind a little bit scared. Yes! Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, don't mess up. Oh, we're gonna, Just I give know. us the right answers. Just oh close your eyes and, and we'll, talk to you. <laughs> we'll talk to you with your eyes closed. There you go. It's going to be fun. Well, I mean, honestly, there's, there's so much going on in our culture. Hmm. Uh, people are struggling, especially parents. Uh, I think, you know, as I just, as a pastor, I run into every kind of situation mm-hmm. in life. And one of the most common uh, that I run into is the the family that's sort of struggling with uh, a blended life. Mm-hmm. In other words, <laughs> we've got kids from different yeah. marriages. you got a husband and a wife that are trying to raise, you know, two different, two different groups of kids. And so that, mm-hmm. that sort of creates a new dynamic for pastors to to counsel people on True. Uh, and to support them and encourage them. And, it, and I feel like I'm not, I don't live that life. So mm-hmm. for me to just sort of throw down really good godly wisdom, quote unquote, you know, in the italics, um, isn't helpful. Right. Instead, <laughs> I think it's helpful to get people uh, to a healthier place by having good role models, by mm-hmm. having encouragement from people who've lived those experiences mm-hmm. that have come through on the other side. And so as a pastor, it's always encouraging for me to find resources or places to direct people mm-hmm. who are in crisis. Yeah. And I know that a lot of our listeners have either been in a divorce or have mm-hmm. been through a separation or currently in that situation, and they're looking for help. Mm-hmm. Or they know someone that that is going through that. Absolutely. Yeah. What are the statistics? You guys are the experts on solo parenting. What is it, 60%? A lot. Yeah, <laughs> 35% of American <clears throat> households are single-parented homes. And how many are blended homes? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know Yeah, that's that a statistic. good question. Okay. Well, hmm. some of the statistics I saw uh, sh- suggested that it was in the 60s. I think it is. Yeah, I, like I, 63, 64%. Mm-hmm. So that would mean more people live in a blended family home environment than not. Yeah, wow. Right. So wow. what you guys are doing, Robert and 
And Kim, this idea of a solo parent society, this idea of actually banding together people mm-hmm. who might feel isolated and alone uh, into a group that could support and encourage and even minister to each other, mm-hmm. man, that's awesome. Thanks. I think we are still learning a lot of things. We are. So I think that's why we do it. We get all the pros to help us still, <laughs> but we have walked it and um, it's not an easy journey, yeah. but it has been worth it in so many uh, ways in terms of growing and learning and Jesus being very, very faithful. Well, I, and I, you know, I want to applaud you guys for taking the the step of being vulnerable to share with an audience mm-hmm. kind of what you've been through. Robert has shared with our audience. And so maybe mm-hmm. from just from a context perspective, maybe you could share with our audience just a little bit of your story, kind of where you've been and where you yeah, are now. I am a Pentecostal preacher's kid. So right there, like, and we're crazy. Canadian. And Canadian. I'm from Canada. Yes, yeah. that's right. So double whammy, man. Um, so, you know, grew up in a Christian home my whole life. Um, just knowing about Jesus, believing in Jesus, although my parents were always like, you know, this is your relationship with him. You don't get in on our coattails, but, you know, this is what we believe in. You know, you need to know him for yourself. And they were always so amazing. They were actually, they're the there's, my parents are so amazing and uh, loved by every church we ever pastored. And, and we moved a lot. I'm from the East Coast of Canada originally. I was born in Nova Scotia and we lived in Prince Edward Island and New Brunswick and Ontario. <laughs> like we've been everywhere. Grade 12, you guys, is my 13th school. Like wow. that's wow. a sign of a preacher's kid. So we got to know, you know, you get to know people. And also we were on the road for 10 years. My dad was an evangelist also. So we would travel and sing and he would preach and, We've just been to a lot of places, and but I've seen God also do lots of miracles in my life. I just truly have. I've watched people's lives truly changed. I've, we've, my parents have just really lived out faith in Jesus when we've had nothing, and they prayed in food, and they've prayed in clothes, and I've just watched them just trust Him always, and I'm so grateful because. When you get to a dark place in your life and you go, I, I just need to trust the same Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and He's there. So that was really my upbringing. I have two sisters; they're twins. We're only twenty months apart, but I'm the oldest. I like to tell them I'm the wisest, but they don't believe me. <laughs> and so we just kind of—I actually we've had a really decent, good life. You know, um, I've met lots of people, been lots and lots of places, and. I got married when I was 24, I think, and I thought I was old (laughs) to be (laughs) married. I wanted to be married much younger. I think that's just all I knew. I just like, well, I'm just going to get married. We're going to be in ministry. Um, I don't know how, but I was a singer, so something, you know, just, and I studied television, uh, broadcasting university, so, you know, everything's perfect and whatever, and my younger sisters got married before me. Like, I don't even know how they thought that was even okay, but they did. And so, you know, um, I didn't date a whole lot growing up. And being around, that would be difficult. It was, yes. And I just wasn't, I'm like, well, whatever. And uh, I don't know. So finally, I did get married. And, you know, there are some things that you probably should listen to your parents when they say, (laughs) are you sure? And, At that point in my life, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't really have many goals, to be honest, or 
or I don't know. I just knew I'm supposed to be married. I get maybe it's that my generation. I don't know. You get married, and then you and I'm a, from a ministry, whatever that is, family. So like that's just all I knew, and so I did get married. And you know, it was just hard from the get-go. Mm. And just lots of things that probably weren't right or good. Um, but you try. And you keep trying. And we did for almost 13 years try. Mm. And, but in that time, had two awesome kids. Two very awesome children. Um, there were just lots of wrong things. Uh, just a lot of verbal and emotional abuse stuff that just shouldn't ever have been there. And beyond but you try and especially mm -hmm. when you are a pentecostal preacher's kid whose dad is now also on one of the most famous christian tv shows in canada and you're like oh, i feel so stuck and so stranded and i need to make this work right. because that's all that because you make it work jesus can change anything and so and i believed that he could i really believed that he could and i we went to many 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 counselors because I do believe you should fight for your marriage. Right. I absolutely do. Um, you should. And I had one pastor, and I'm so grateful for this, uh, in one of our counseling sessions, just say to me, Kim, because he knew it was at it was at a very rough point and not really sure which way it was going to go. And he just said, Kim, you have to promise me one thing. If you ever do decide to leave, Here's the question you have to ask yourself. When your kids come to you in 5, 10, 20 years, whenever, and say, did you try everything you could to save your marriage? You have to look at them with all honesty and without hesitancy and say, I tried everything I could and I left without regret. Because you have to be able to say that. And if you can't say that right now, then you keep trying. And so I did for six more years, keep trying. And, and we did. Uh, together at some points and not together at many points. And finally, um, there was too much wrong stuff and it was just time to leave. So um, I had to make that decision and I knew I did. And I did in 2009 and it was so very hard and I was so very scared. Um, but it was just one night, just I have to, this has this is over we i can't seem to we can't connect here and i called another pastor friend <laughs> that night was one of the darkest nights ever 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 and lots of threats and lots of stuff you know and but i just remember just talking to this pastor friend of mine who was talking me through when you know um my ex had left and stormed out and i didn't know what to do and my parents were actually away, which was actually perfect because they then couldn't be involved, which was a good thing. Hmm. And I just remember him saying, you know, he will come back and there will be some more arguments. There'll be more stuff to deal with. But you just need to say these words in your head while threats or whatever are being thrown at you. And it's do not be afraid, be strong, be confident. Because Kim, God, God is not absent here. He's... He's here. He's in our messes. He's in it all. We don't want this to happen, but do not be afraid. Be strong. Be confident. And let God shut your mouth and guide your words and see where the next steps go. And so that actually really truly was the end, November 2009.
Wow. And so, and then became this single mama. I have a five and an eight year old, and we we were on our own for a long time. And uh, it was hard and it was good at the same time. Uh, those first six months were dreadfully hard. I didn't know what to do. I had a part-time job and I'm trying to figure out how to survive and we need milk. And um, God is so good and so faithful. And when we think he doesn't remember where we live, he actually always shows up. Mm. And not only remembers, but then seems to surprise us. But the miracles I would pray for, or the ways I thought he should show up, are <laughs> not usually the ways he would show up. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, your way's better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, that, and then we started an eight and a half year journey, I think. Uh, until I got remarried. What year did I get remarried? 2016? 16. <laughs> wow. Woo! And, uh, and now we're on that different journey. Right. Yeah. Which, yes. you know, as I, I'm watching you, you know, <laughs> people on listening to the podcast can't see mm. you, but you can see it on the YouTube channel. Um, I can see you reliving these <sighs> experiences. Like, they're just as real for you today mm -hmm. as they were when they happened. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. And it hurts. And there's lots of pain. And you've got, you think that you've ruined these kids' lives and everyone's life, and you carry all that guilt and pain. And yet, my dad used to always say, and here's something too that's hard for preachers, especially when the preacher's your dad and he can't fix his own kids' marriage. Because mm -hmm. I've watched my dad counsel numerous families and numerous couples and been so helpful to them. And I've watched marriages restored, I've watched that. And I think it is possible. And I watched my poor dad devastated because mine wasn't right. and couldn't be, and he couldn't help. And, but um, in the dark nights is when God really brings a song. And my dad always used to say, the greatest pain brings the greatest ministry, whatever that looks like. Maybe not right now. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be in ministry then if I have to go through lots of pain. But right. he's like, but Kimberly, but Kimberly. Um, but this is what God uses. He uses mm -hmm. the dark days and the hard things. And, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for I, all those dark days, and there were so many, and I'm going to cry. Uh, there were lots of tears and lots of nights. I wasn't quite sure how it was going to get to the morning. But I'm so glad I went through them because it just so showed me who Jesus was. Not my mom and dad's Jesus, my Jesus, that he was there for me. He showed up with groceries on my doorstep and he showed up with clothes for my kids. And he just, he showed up with Christmas one year around my tree. Like, and I'm like, what is happening? And he showed up with furniture and everything for those eight years. And my kids got to see him. Right. Too. And I wouldn't trade it at all. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade the tears. I wouldn't trade the hard nights. I wouldn't trade the dark season at all. Because also then is when we are more keen to look for Jesus. I am more keen to look for him and ask him where <laughs> you are than when I think everything's hunky-dory and I've got it all under control. So it was hard, but it was good. Yeah. I know there are literally thousands of people listening to mm. this podcast and they're all resonating. Mm. They're saying, 
wow, I know someone who's just walked through that or is in the middle of it, or maybe the person listening is in the middle of that. And mm-hmm. I know these words are very encouraging because they're coming from a place of deep authenticity. Mm-hmm. You're sincere. You've been through this yourself. You've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I know that what you and Robert are doing on the Solo Parent Society is essential because mm-hmm. it is meeting a need for people who are in pain, yeah. maybe someone who's in that dark night, and they haven't yet gotten mm-hmm. that that experience. What would yeah. you say to some someone, especially a single mom right now, who mm-hmm. might be struggling just to trust God because yeah. things haven't worked out the way they mm-hmm. thought? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. First of all, that hasn't worked out. Nothing in my life has worked out the way that I thought. I had lists. I'm like, now, Jesus, we're going to do this next. And he's like, no, honey, we're not doing that next. I'm like, what? Um, I just think God sometimes chuckles at us too and goes, honey, it's okay. You got to trust me here. And I'm so grateful that he only sheds enough light on like one or two steps at a time. Because if he mm-hmm. showed us the whole staircase, I'd be like, I am not going there. And he's like, oh, but you are. But here, let's just do one step at a time. I'll tell you the thing that saved me and saved my children was not sitting at home feeling sorry mm-hmm. for ourselves. It's okay to grieve. I grieved. I grieved the loss of marriage. I did not want to lose my marriage, but it was the right thing mm-hmm. for my, my life for and for my kids. Uh, but we dove into everything at the church, everything. We volunteered at every single thing. I dragged my kids to everything. They have worked merch at concerts. They have <laughs> they have served in every area. I was a singer on our worship team, and we would have rehearsals at 6 o'clock in the morning, and they would be there with their pillows and their blankets, sleeping in the office while we're out practicing so that we can bring people to worship. Because mm. the more you give, the more God fills you up. Mm. When we sit and we're just... In that little lonesome pity party, that doesn't work. It's okay for a little, you know what, we are allowed to grieve, but when we can step out, and I remember stepping out on platforms many times, and I remember the enemy in my head going, who do you think you are? Mm. Who do you think you are that you're going to step out here? I know what you've done. I know who you are. You're divorced, this, 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 and this, and then you get out and sing how great Jesus is, you know? And I would just be so, like, uh, consumed by that, his words actually for months until one day again we're just about to step out and and help people just leave all their baggage and worship jesus for 20 minutes you know and i remember hearing all those words again and i'm like you're right i do not deserve to be here uh you're right i am a failure i have failed at so many things but what i do know and the reason i am going to sing with all that i've got is because i know who jesus is and mm-hmm. I know what he's done. So, mm. devil, you can just... And that's why we worship. <laughs> that's because why we're not we worship. That's exactly right. And when you lift that up, <gasps> it changes you. And that's another thing for single mamas. You get up in the morning and you throw on K-Love or some worship music and you change the atmosphere in your house. Those babies of yours are eating breakfast while, you know, how great is our God is being played. Because whether they like it or not, those words are going into, what goes into the mind comes out in a life. I am mm-hmm. so, so positive of that. So when we fill our house with that, it changes me and it changes my kids and it changes the atmosphere in our house. And I, that was one of my secret weapons. I just played so much 
worship music. It's the thing that filled me. There were days I'm like, I don't even know how to pray. I don't know what to say. But this song just covers it for me. Right. That's not like, I, I don't know. What else. We, okay, yeah, just dive in, help other people. And Jesus will take care of you. Yeah. He does. He just, he does. It's so cool. You know, I think um, many people are in these different moments of life where mm-hmm. um, their their path is unclear, mm-hmm. where they have uh, caught, they've been caught. Yeah. Either they made a bad de- choice or a poor decision or someone has done something wrong to them mm-hmm. and they're caught. They can't get out of the situation they're in. And they may find themselves alone. Mm-hmm. They may find themselves in a situation where they feel isolated and and completely lost. I know there had to be moments in your story when <laughs> you felt that way. Totally. Because we have the hindsight yes. now. You're looking back yes, and you're I going, am. okay, the Lord led me. He provided yep. for me. But there had to be moments when you just, you were in that place where you're like, I, I don't see how this is ever going to be a good story. Yeah. And you feel deserted and alone. And uh, I asked God many times where he was and what was wrong with me mm. and and why nobody would ask me out on a date. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with me? And um, totally had a meltdown when I turned 40 and still hadn't been asked out on a date going, oh. but I had also all those years asked Jesus to protect us. I'm like, please protect me and these kids. What should not be in our life don't bring to our life. Mm. So it's funny, right? We pray for him to protect us and then we're like, but why? <laughs> I know. He's like, because uh, I'm protecting you. Right. Um, but I, feeling broken. Uh, and so feeling broken. like empty is a normal part. Normal. Yeah. Mm. And no purpose. Like what all my dreams are, like I've got none anymore. There are right. no dreams anymore. I'm just trying to buy groceries and, and keep two kids fed and at school and work mm. full time. And and go to church and just try. Um, because it's important for, for people out there that have gone through mm-hmm. or are going through the broken mm-hmm. the broken space that might listen to this podcast and go, well, she got through it because she's so energetic and has all the sure. answers and whatever. And I think it's important yeah. for them to know that there were days that you didn't feel like you had all the answers. And that's okay. I still do not have and, any answers. But I mean, but the, to that feel was... that, to feel the ache of Absolutely. like... I don't think this is going to work out. There are days I you mean, don't want to get out of bed. There are days you don't, you, you know, you yeah. almost wish there wasn't another day. Yep. I mean, I, I'm i not talking about real suicide no. thoughts, but just like, I can't do yep. this anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Except, yes. But when you've got those two little kids, mm-hmm. that man will get you out of bed. Because I wanted to then, then my whole being a mom, it, it changed me. I think I was a better mom through my season because I, I it was me and them. At that moment, for me, I me became a better parent because I was so focused on them. Uh, but those dark, hard moments, you know, we just get to choose. Right. God gives us a choice. We can put our foot on the floor every morning and choose to... Uh, be miserable and speak miserably about our day, or we can put our foot on the floor and go, okay, 
I don't like this. I am broken and I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to choose to trust Jesus even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to choose to smile today because I think that's important. I'm going to choose to talk to the woman at Walmart because she is probably going through a hard time too, my cashier, and just go, how are you today? Because <laughs> you know we're all in this together. Um, and we just get to choose. And I say that to my kids all the time. I used to have this board in our house and I used to write quotes on it. I don't know if they like it or not or if they'll ever remember, but one of them was, we don't always get to choose what happens to us, but we always get to choose our response mm -hmm. to what happens to us. We get to choose it. We get to choose to be negative or be positive or to choose. We get to choose. And I think once I realized that and when my mom said to me one day, Kimberly, dear, the dishes don't matter and the house doesn't matter. And, you know, the laundry undone doesn't matter. Your time with those kids matters mm -hmm. and your time with Jesus matters. So you get to choose and you're in this season. Don't, don't um, despise the winter season or the desert season because there's much growth in that season. I think it's so true. And I, th I think mm -hmm. we're so quick sometimes to want to get past mm -hmm. the things that we're going through. Mm -hmm. And to want to cure it, answer it, feel totally. better, whatever, instead of just resting where mm -hmm. we are and mm -hmm. not fighting it. Yeah. Because that's when, you know, I, a pastor friend told me once, he said, you know, um, do you know why really tough winters are so important to farmers? Mm -hmm. It's really important that there's a really harsh winter because when it's a really harsh winter, the roots have to go deeper. Right. And I think that's what happens yes. to us when we go through these solo seasons. Yeah. I've heard another person say, you know, it's the, the trees that's, that grow on the side of mountains. Mm -hmm. If the winds weren't really strong, it wouldn't force the roots to go deep. Right. That's so, so true. But if, you, yes. if you're if you just trying to look to get out of the wind or you're just trying to look to yeah. get out of the winter or the situation, yeah. you miss the depth of what is right in front yeah. of you. And sometimes, mm -hmm. as you and I talk about all mm -hmm. the time, that is the most transformational thing that we could possibly Absolutely. Encounter. Some things need to die before there can be growth. And if we mm -hmm. do miss that season and don't dig and put our roots in deeper, then we're more apt to just keep making the same mistakes, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So we need to go deeper. It's, a, it's an important season, the broken season. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was listening to both of you talk, and you know, as a pastor, I see uh, the fear of being alone mm -hmm. as a primary factor for a lot of single parents. They're mm -hmm. so afraid of going through a season of life alone. Yeah. They feel vulnerable. They feel yeah. uh, ill-equipped. They feel um, just so um, inadequate mm -hmm. for the task. And one of the things that's very encouraging to me, and I want to encourage our listeners, is that there is a season sometimes mm -hmm. of pruning, yep. as the Bible <laughs> describes it, yes. um, where God is actually removing some things that yeah. need to go and is actually making you healthier. Yes, um, and I'm, I can hear yes, your story. I'm a yeah. far better person, mom, and now wife because of that season. Mm -hmm. If I would have jumped right in and not had those eight or eight and a half years, 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 um, I, I, I just wouldn't. I'm so glad I had them. It was so important. Listen, when I had to figure out how to do an oil change in the car, and I had to figure out, like, what is this filter for the furnace? Like, what? And I would get so mad going, I shouldn't have to be the one to do these things. And I, it was almost like I could hear Jesus 
laughing a little bit going, but Kimberly, you can do it. And we'll do it together. It's like he would just whisper often to me like, but you can do it. I'm here with you. And um, there's a verse in the Bible. Oh, I, sh- I should have looked it up before I came. And now I can't even remember where it is. Oh, I'll think of it. Um, but where um, God just s- says, I'm just going to, I'm going to, take you to the desert and I'm going to woo you again and I will be I will become your husband these verses um meant so much to me which is so terrible that I can't remember <laughs> but there was a season they were they were so awesome he was like I will woo her back to me Jesus said and um bring her flowers it even says actually in one version and she will again call me husband Jesus and that was what I took on for those years and like it's me and you Mm-hmm. And that is the best place I could be. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's. A I have good heard place. that. I have heard that frequently from uh, widows mm. and yes. from single moms, because in a yeah. sense, you know, single parenthood is like being a widow. Yeah. And and so there is this grieving process. There's this isolation. Yeah. You've lost that other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard that a lot more mm. often than not that that I'll hear the description that Christ became my husband. Yeah. Like totally. not in a weird way, but no. in a really healthy, Absolutely. honest way. Like he yep. f- met the needs in my heart, yep. the emotional needs, yep. my support that I could not have. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, there's yeah. that's so true. And there are practical things too. In those first couple of years, I went to bed at 9 p.m. so that I couldn't be on a computer, so that no one could, you know, it was me and my kids, and that was my focus. And also, my kids still had a father to go visit, you know, every weekend at that point or every other weekend. And one other word of advice I just have is kindness wins. Mm. It wins. I know lots of people are going through horrible seasons with their exes, and but we all have these children that watch us all the time and they are not going to do what we say <laughs> they're going to do what we do so if we can extend kindness and bite our tongue my mom always used to say now kimberly dear is this the hill you want to die on today like, ah! um i biting your tongue a lot in that season so the, these kids can watch that you can go through hard things and still be a good graceful kind jesus person and <laughs> jesus and person, jesus person <laughs> and I just think kind. You ha- we also have to choose kindness when dealing with the hard right. other stuff. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Um, I, I've observed that you have this bubbly sort of uh, encouraging hmm. spirit about you. Well, so thank you. you've been through some stuff, but yes. it hasn't. It, it may have scarred you at some mm-hmm. level, but it didn't destroy you. It didn't define you. Well, You're definitely not that person. Because Jesus defines us. Yeah. Well, I I could only uh, endorse that. Like mm-hmm. that to me is like one of the greatest joys of life is to see someone go through something very difficult, mm-hmm. even tragic, and come out on the other side whole. Yeah. Like how is that possible? Right. How, how could you get through something that painful, that mm-hmm. devastating, and be whole? And yet it is the promise of faith in, yeah. to the Christian. And you're yeah. exemplifying that. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Oh, my goodness. Right? doesn't mean you have you all the answers. Don't call my parents right now. Right. <laughs> They're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. It's just remarkable who Jesus is and mm. how he walks our journey with us. Yeah. And, and that season is over. I'm in a new season, man. 
you know, Blender. you learn new stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I and I'm a grandfather mm. now. So like I'm in a new season. Yes. And my kids have grown to a point where now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as a different role completely than I've had in the past, but yeah. it's not easier. No. It's just different. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I think yes. that's an important lesson that we carry with us mm-hmm. that we know that mm-hmm. they're in good hands, that our yeah. kids are in good hands, like we were in good hands, um, and that his grace is sufficient for them like yeah. it was for us. So, mm-hmm. uh, Robert, do you have any last thoughts before we no, say goodbye I, to Kim? It's so, it's so fun. <laughs> like, I'm listening to her. And I, we talk so much that I don't know if there's we any do. other we talk questions a lot. that I could <laughs> a- ask. But I think what you said, Brad, is exactly true. I know from me, and I know we've talked, Kim and I have talked about this, like, Sometimes we feel like, God, do you even know what's going on with my kids? I mean, mm-hmm. because we see the damage that's being done. And yeah. even after divorce, many, many years after the divorce, you start seeing even sure. facets of it show up in their yeah. personal life. And I, I can remember mm. um, I can remember specifically one day I was I was praying and I was just praying for my kids. I was so earnestly mm-hmm. hurting for a situation. And I not audibly, it wasn't like this, but I heard this voice in my spirit basically say, Robert, do you know that I love you? Yes. <laughs> do you know that I pursue you, that I do anything for you? Yes. Do yeah. you know, and go all the, because I came to know that as a solo parent. Yeah. But then it ended with like this. Do you think I love them any less? Yeah. I am pursuing them. Yes. As much as I pursued you. Yeah. I am absolutely aware of every facet of everything that they're going through. Mm-hmm. As much as you know that I'm after you, Robert, I'm after them. So just, I've got it. Mm -hmm. Single parents, we carry that burden of like (laughs) this damaged, like bag of whatever, like family Mm -hmm. remnants. Mm -hmm. And it's just so important to remember. And they're his in the first place. We just get to take care of them. It's like his imprint is on their life. And he knew that we were going to be divorced or widowed or whatever it is prior to giving us the kids. And and this is part of their story. Right. And part of the purpose that he has for their life, this has to be part of their story. And sometimes it really sucks to watch them cry and to watch them go, you know, why did this happen? And and yet it's part of their story. Mm-hmm. And somewhere down the line, they might be sitting right here <laughs> going, mm-hmm. but if I didn't walk through that, then Jesus couldn't have taken me here in my life. And they may not even know where he's taking them mm-hmm. for a long time. But the way that their life then will impact someone else's life, it's all part of the story that God... That he is authoring. That he is authoring. And when he holds the pen, way better than when I hold the pen mm-hmm. and try to write the story. And so you're so right. We have to so trust Jesus with our kids. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. No, I don't... I, yeah, yeah, and that never ends. Never ends. No never matter how old we get, I'm, I'm beginning to understand <laughs> this is never yes. going to end. I'm going to have yes. to trust God over and over, over with and my over. kids. Well, yes. I I have the sense that we could talk quite a while. We uh, could. Uh, Robert the, and I have proven that before. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those who are enjoying this conversation, I would encourage you to go check out uh, soloparentsociety.com. Uh, find out more about Kimberly and Robert. Find out about the ministry they're doing mm. there. Uh, find out more about their story and uh, download and follow their podcast. I strongly encourage that um, or share it with someone that you think could be encouraged by that. Mm, yes. Um, because we here at Brilliantly Brave Parenting understand that none of us feel brilliant mm-hmm. or brave. <laughs> yeah. That's not something we uh, have a patch that we put on our sleeve, <laughs> yeah. uh, but rather it's something we aspire to someday mm-hmm. to be brilliant and brave. And we're finding out that through Christ, uh, he is all the things we're not. So. Absolutely. 
God bless you. Thanks for being on our show. Oh, thank you. Robert. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. You get to work with her all the time. She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. And it's uh, infectious. Yeah, she has that sort of just bubble. Yeah. Like bubbly, but happy thing. In an authentic kind of I've been there before and I've gone through it before. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean it's you know, you get some of these people that are just really bubbly and energetic and there's all kinds of just mojo about them, but it's just kind of one. But Kim, she's like, there's a lot of depth. She's a very wise woman. Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things that I love, we, we as Christians, and I'm including myself in the conversation, this idea that we go, well, you know, just give it to Jesus, you know, or mm-hmm. we, we say things like God is enough mm-hmm. or he can meet all your needs. These are sort of things that we say as Christians in church, church talk, if you will. Um, and that's true. It's true in the in the broad sense. Mm-hmm. But when you can dial into someone's story tight enough, focused enough to say, this is how God shows up. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like for a single mom going through a divorce, yeah. raising two kids by herself. Yeah. Man, there's power in that. That's that's testimony stuff. I agree. You know? I agree. So my story heart, of God's faithfulness. Yeah, I was just so encouraged by her story, just the fact that she was willing to share it. Um I was blown away just by the depth of the emotion that's still there. Oh yeah, you know, a decade later. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so I I was very encouraged. Uh, number one, that her story doesn't end in despair. It it ends in total redemption. Mm-hmm. God brought her through this very difficult time of divorce and being a single mom, but also this idea that she didn't just accept her fate. Like she didn't just roll over into despair and and bitterness and cynicism she kept her joy she yeah. fought for her hope and her faith and she included herself or she inserted herself into the local church right you know she talked right. about how she took her kids to church they were there for everything they volunteered right. for everything she turned on christian music all the time in her home she was really fighting uh back the darkness she if was you deliberate will. about what she was doing yeah well how courageous is that I mean, I think a temptation for all of us that we go through the dark season is, and everybody has a dark season. It looks like it could look like divorce. It could look like, you know, death. It could just look like depression or whatever. It's sometimes it can be tempting to just sit and wait it out instead of doing something. And I think that's what Kim did. And I know that's what Kim did. She, she sought out ways to not make everything better, but to just use her time wisely. And, um, I think that's when God shows up. There were a couple quotes she said that really caught my attention. I, I took the time to write them down. One, she said, the more you give, the more the Lord fills you up. Hmm. And to be spoken uh, in the context of that story, where yeah. she would be expecting to receive all the time, hmm. you know, when you're alone and you're beat up and you're feeling broken by life, you know, at that point, you're really not thinking about giving. That's true. You're thinking about all the needs you have, not what you can do for someone else. That's a remarkable, yeah. I mean, just in that, that is a remarkable faith yeah. that she exhibited. Uh, the second thing is she said, kindness wins. Mm-hmm. And you could see in her eyes, like there were so <laughs> many stories that we didn't hear, right. you know, like there were so many situations that were going through her mind as memories. Your Be kind. Yeah. She said that like three times and she would just sort of look off in the distance as she said it, like reliving these moments. Mm-hmm. And so I was just sort of encouraged that, you know, there's so much truth in that. Kindness um, is a discipline. 
it's not something that's just it's, it's not spontaneous. No, no, no it's no. a it's a choice. Right. Yeah, it's a choice. And I, you know, it's kind of like humility. You know, mm. people say, "Well, pr- I'm praying for humility." You don't pray for humility. <laughs> you, you, you pursue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you put humility on like clothes. Right. The Bible says, you know, you 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 put it on you. Um, it's a choice, and so kindness and humility are are these sort of uh, powerful evidences that there is something else at work in your life, mm. right? These are the the outward manifestations of an inward reality. Mm. The reality is that Kim, in her despair and in her loneliness, found Christ to be enough. Mm-hmm. And so, for whoever's listening, uh, whether you're alone by circumstance <clears throat> or choice, God's enough for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run from the experience you're in to get into a worse one. And not in a trite way, like yeah, we started. Right. But he actually is yeah. enough. And as a pastor, I can't tell you how many how many terrible uh, choices I've seen by people who are just so lonely. Mm-hmm. They could not wait for God to, to show up. Right. They were determined to take circumstances into their own hands and uh, really regretted it. And, and really hurt themselves. And so what a beautiful story here of a young woman who was willing to wait, was willing for God to pick her path, mm-hmm. uh, as she put it, to pin the story, to hold the pin of her story. Yeah, Man, that was just so encouraging. And, you know, I, I look at her today and I see uh, just what God's using her for and the fact that she's happily married, mm-hmm. remarried uh, to a dear friend of ours, Brian Mitchell, and just... This life that God has led her into and the fullness of it, and it's got to be a huge encouragement to anyone who's feeling like that could never be for them. True. Absolutely true. Yeah. Let Kim's story be an inspiration for you today. And, you know, as as we look at our, our schedule and we think about uh, season three of this podcast, you know, it's always such an encouragement when we get to deal with those real things. Mm-hmm. This was a real talk today. Yeah, yeah. You know, this wasn't theory. I don't it's know not... that Kim has any other other way of. I mean, she's well. You she's get to work with her all the time. That's I my do. first real she's conversation. Just, that's yeah. there's just one. She's just authentic and real, and you know, like it. It is what it is. I mean, she's like that all the time. It's a well, blessing. I get to work with her every week. I just love the fact that she's a Canadian. Every once in a while, you kind of hear that <laughs> in her yeah, in her answers. Um, she she definitely had a little bit of the Canadian influence on her, but. You know, I I just there's just something really uh, encouraging by the story of redemption and mm-hmm. and the endless ways that God redeems our our lives. And so, I hope our listeners today were as blessed as I was. And um, I look forward to maybe having Kim back. Uh, Me too. Show. Well, next week we're going to be talking with an old friend of the podcast, uh, author and pastor Robert Nolan. Yes, I'm excited. He's one of those just utility, spiritual utility knives. Like, you know, he, you, you go to him and like, what about this? And he just, he, he knows he's it. very, very I wise. mean, how many times a month we talk to someone and they go, oh yeah, well, Robert I managed know. me. You exactly. Know? Uh, you just know. this week. Well, we yeah, we talked to one of our season three guests this year. Yeah. It was uh, Phil. Right? Phil Stacy. Phil Stacy yeah, said, "Oh, I know Robert. Yeah, I know Robert." And we go, "How how could you know Robert?" He's like, "Well, he managed me." And it's like, of course he did. Well, it's like, <laughs> you know, so Robert Nolan is the Kevin Bacon of the Christian uh, media world, without you know? doubt. Yeah, the five degrees separation. So six degrees, six, seven, whatever. All right, thanks. God bless you guys, and uh, we'll be here next week. See you next week. Parents, remember: even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. 
For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance. All rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. There is an intersection, a critical one that cannot be ignored. It's the intersection of child, parent, and church during the critical tween years. Tweens. These 7 to 12-year-olds are not only navigating rapid social, physical, and emotional development, but a significant spiritual development is happening too. This is a key moment where their worldview moves from forming to formed. Their beliefs about God, the Bible, and church are settling into a mold that will significantly shape the rest of their lives. All while their attention is being fought for by more media and marketing than ever before, especially as they move from purchase influencers to decision makers. A shift is also happening for the tween's parents. As your kids are younger, you play a more authoritative, directive, and protective role in your child's life. But as your tween grows in their independence, there's a shift to a more guiding, coaching, and supporting role. This transition can be a challenge to navigate, especially when your child seems suddenly disengaged from the family. Also in the middle of this crucial intersection is the church. Here, tweens are moving from children's ministry to youth. And in the midst of this foundational moment in their worldview, Many are lost or losing interest and disappearing from the church. You see, there's a problem. This intersection is lacking infrastructure. Like an unfinished highway, there's chaos and confusion. Tweens aren't sure what signs to follow. Parents feel stuck and frustrated. And the church is seeing huge drop-off at this age. People are lost in a moment where so much is at stake for tweens, parents, and the church. This is why the Tween Gospel Alliance exists. For TGA, our desire is to be the catalyst that brings strategic partnership and increased awareness to the tween intersection so that tweens have a better chance to become authentic and active followers of Christ. TGA will build infrastructure by curating the best resources out there at Tween Central where parents and pastors can find tools, programs, and more to better equip them to lead their tweens. We will establish events that stir the hearts and minds of pastors for the tweens in their churches, and events that give tweens and their parents a unique and shared faith experience. TGA will also be a tween advocate to pastors and parents, educating them on this crucial life stage. Our plan doesn't include owning buildings or selling products. And once the infrastructure is in place, we don't plan on sticking around. Because ultimately, it's churches, parents, and other organizations that must own this intersection. We may wish that there was one simple solution, but there isn't. It's going to take all of us working together 
And that's why we're an alliance of organizations, pastors, and parents. Tweens are a vital part of the church and the community. They hold the potential to change the world, and we have a vital role to play in their journey. They need you at the intersection. Meet us there. iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things tween. Check us out at iShineLive.com.